you know, I don't know what you, uh, I don't know what you're feeling next, but I want to let you guys know something. If you don't know me, my name is Chris Burns, and I've been here before, you know. Um, I want you guys to know something. Um, I came to the UK um, on Thursday. And I only had five days here. Really, I actually got here Friday morning. And um, it's a short trip. And I just, I want you to know something to, to encourage you. You know, I, I was um, in battle, which is, um, or as you guys would say, battle. And uh, so I was, uh, so I was there. And, um, you know, it's south of London. And I came in and we were able to teach these students uh, these leaders, these hungry young leaders from all over the UK and even uh, some different places in Europe. But, you know, I was there and I knew um, I had I had to go one place. And um, <laughs> so I got a hold of Will Bing. And <laughs> I said, well, I want to go to I, I really feel like I want to come up there. I want to come up. And he said, you know, uh, we're going to try to get you at the bay. And so there's one place I had to come and it was here. And, I've, and I'm flying home tomorrow, you guys, to be with my family. And um, I think it's interesting that, you know, I could have, I knew I could have left after just teaching at this hillside school, but I knew I was supposed to come to this region. And, and I want you guys to know something. I didn't come here to just, um, I knew I was carrying a word. I knew I was carrying something, a deposit, something to, to, to leave here. And I was reminded when I was talking to Alan two years ago around this same time when I last came. And I said, Alan, you call me when the, the Bay Revival breaks out. And I was asking the Lord this morning at 6 a.m. I'm up praying, right? And I say, God, um, what do you want me to, what's going on tonight, Lord? He said, the Bay Revival, the Bay Outpouring. And so... You know, I'm not one to just put names on things just because. But I'm going to prophesy the bay outpouring. I'm here to prophesy. I'm here to stir you up. I'm here to remind you of, of, the, of the fullness of when you taste of the deep of God, you're never satisfied. and You're, you're, like a, you're constantly going after the deep of God. It's who you're called to be. You're a gateway for the region. You're a gateway even to all of the U.K. I, I know that it's a special place. And some of the people where I came from, they said, do you realize how far up that is from where you're at? I, I traveled seven hours this morning you know, to come. They're like, that's kind of crazy. That doesn't make any sense. And of all the places, I, I just know I'm supposed to be here tonight. And, and I, I'm not really, um, I just want to say that to encourage you that how crazy it is that God would bring me across the sea to come and to come up here. And this is the, the thing that the last thing I'm doing, and, and it's really the only other thing I'm doing. It's the only minute, the church or the only community I'm really coming to in the whole country. And I, I just really think it's significant. I have a heart for you guys. I have a heart for this place. I, I feel like there's a well of revival here. There's a well of revival here in this region. I, 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 really, I really feel like 
there's something so special here. It's so precious, and you can't let it go. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't look upon it with disdain. You have to continue in that place. I, I, if I could, um, I'm just going to speak now to you about this. I, it's brewing in me now. I can't stop. And uh, I don't know if you guys want to take uh, an offering or whatever, but um, I, I just want to say this before I need to tell you guys this right now. That the Pharisees, in the word of God, they prayed for the Messiah to come more than anyone else. They prayed, didn't they? They asked for revival outpouring. And the greatest revival that earth has ever seen came in the form of a little babe who couldn't even lift its head up. And I want you to know that the, the revival that they asked for grew up right under their noses for 30 years before they ever knew it. And when it was finally revealed in its fullness, they didn't even recognize it. And I want to tell you that revival is here. It's arrived. I, I, I'm a herald to tell you. I knew the Lord said to, to come. It sounds foolish almost. But I, 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 and I don't say it lightly, and I don't take it lightly. But I knew the Lord told me to come up here, and he was asking me. I said, what do I tell him? He said, tell him revival is here, revival is now. And here's what we have to understand, you guys. Jesus said this many times in the scriptures. He said a time is here and is coming. A man, the God-man who speaks from outside of time says it's here and it's coming. What do you mean? It's like when Jesus is born on the earth, it was there and there was more coming. You see, and what I'm telling you is this, that I believe that what you've been longing for is here, but there's more to come. And here's the deal. God's going to make you drunk with the wine of his spirit leading to laughter, but he's also going to pour out the wine of intercession. I want to tell you about how you're going to change a generation and a whole nation. The Bible, in the listen closely to me. I won't speak long. I don't feel like there's a need for a lot of words or a deep teaching, but I have a word for you here. And here's what I'm hearing. In the beginning of the book of Samuel, it says this. Before Samuel the prophet was born, it says in, in chapter 3, verse 1, the word of the Lord was rare in those days, and there was no widespread revelation. And I believe you live in an area where there is no widespread revelation. What does that mean? It means there's no spiritual common sense. It means things that we think are, are common sense in the spirit are, are not to many people abroad, okay? Many people even in the nation, even in the UK, okay? Okay, but I want you to understand something. I believe that there's a key for you here because Hannah, the mother of Samuel, birthed a prophet into the earth. And I tell you, more than a prophet, she birthed a prophetic movement into the earth. And I'm going to tell you why. She, she was praying in the temple, and she says her heart was praying, and her lips moved, but no intelligible words came out. So Eli the priest, or the religious man, comes to her and says, why are you drunk? He said, you're drunk with wine. Get out of here. You're in the house of God. Why are you drunk in here? She says, I'm not drunk with wine. I'm drunk with intercession. I'm drunk with a burden to burst something into the earth. And many of you are going to begin to be drunk with a burden to see the fullness of revival come forth. It's a supernatural grace. It's not something you work up on your own. It's not something you strive for. It's a supernatural impregnation of the Word of God that causes you to begin to pray for, the, for the God's burden to come here in Whitley Bay, here in the Northeast. And he's, I'm telling you, I believe that the eyes of the nation are going to turn onto this region. I just know it. And this is the deal. It says that there was no word of God, and it was rare in those days before Samuel. Samuel comes into the earth. He is born, and he's taken to the temple, and he's called as a prophet. You know the story, I hope. 
And so what happens after this is, 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 is what you, you have to hear. Listen, Samuel doesn't just become a prophet. He actually multiplies who he is in a generation. How do I know that? Because by chapter 10, you guys, by chapter 10, there's a random group of prophet musicians coming down from the hill. When he tells King Saul, you're going to go up the hill of God and you're going to see a group of prophet musicians coming down. Where did a group of prophet musicians come from? Not to mention at the same time there was a boy out in the shepherd field playing and prophesying on his harp. His name was David. How does a little boy have, know something about prophetic music without ever being taught? Why are there prophets coming down from the hill? When Saul is tormented with devils, they say, let's get an anointed prophetic musician to drive out your devils. How did where there was no common knowledge of the spiritual and the, and the, and the prophetic power, 10 chapters later, about 20 years later, after Samuel raises up a whole generation of prophets, he had schools of the prophets. He raised up people. And what one man had breakthrough in, the many had breakthrough in. There's a story about the four-minute mile. Do you know that in the Olympic Games, they had never, they, they believed this, even, even in the 50s. They believed that it was humanly impossible for a human being to run a four-minute mile. They said the human body can't do that. That's what they said until one guy did it. He went 359. The same year he did it, 40 other people broke the four-minute mile. Something, there's a principle in this earth. It's a spiritual principle. When one person gets breakthrough, many get breakthrough. And this is why you're a... You look around and you don't see a lot of people. You see a few scattered people in the greater um, capacity or population of a nation. You are nothing but a drop in the bucket. But I tell you something, Jesus, the great revival, the God man on earth came as nothing but a little babe who couldn't even lift his head up. But he was still revival. And I want you to look around. It doesn't look great. It doesn't look strong. It doesn't look mighty. But I'm telling you, revival is here, guys. And if you'll grab hold of it and if you'll actually be like a child and believe what I'm saying... I'm telling you, God will pour out a supernatural grace to begin to contend. I could have come here and spoke any number of things, but the Lord said, tell them revival is their passion. Revival is their calling. Revival. And I'm going to tell you something else. Listen, in Psalm 70, 78, verse 67, David says something, King David. He writes this in his Psalms. He says, the nation was was off. The nation had fallen in fallen into idolatry. It was it was you know it was in a uh, apostate place. It, they had left God. And then he says this phrase. He says, "Then the Lord awoke, as a mighty warrior overcome by wine, and he pushed back his enemies and put a perpetual reproach upon them." I want you to understand that God. It, this is what's happening. It's going to look like what you're experiencing now comparable to what's coming will be as if it looks like he awoke, like the Lord woke up. You'll say it was like the Lord was sleeping in days past. It's like the Lord just woke up. I want to tell you, even Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 51, verse 9, you know what it says? He praised the prayer of his father David. The prophet Isaiah says, awake, awake, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the days of old. Do in our days what you did in the days of our fathers. And I'm telling you right now, we were talking about this earlier. you got to realize what we have. Do you realize that the spiritual atmosphere that's in this place right now, the revelation that flows, the encounters with God that flow, the prophetic that flows, do you realize that a hundred years ago they would have called this revival? 
But we look around and we say, oh, I don't know. We read the highlights of the men of God of the past. But I think there's Wesley's sitting here in this room. I think there's some Evan Roberts. I, I think there's some Catherine Coleman's sitting in this room right now. I think there's some Keith Greens in this stage on this stage right now. I believe that there's those who God would say, if you could just believe that I'll do in your day what I did in the Father's, you can, uh, you can lay hold of something. And I believe God is stirring up people now in this day. And I refuse to go to plan B. And I don't care if you think I'm a crazy American. I'm, I'm heralding this message all over the earth to the Japanese, to the Asian peoples, to the Middle Eastern peoples, to all of Europe, to the Americas. I'm telling you, God is saying something. He's saying, I want to pour out something like in the days of your fathers. But you have to begin. You have to begin to believe that it's here and there's more to come. See, the ditch on either side is one of two things. I want to I'm going to share one scripture. I'm going to share one thing. It's for now. It's not for later. I'm going to share one thing. I'm, 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 I'm not even going to open it up. I hope you're just aware of it. I don't have the time. I don't feel like I need to go much longer. Here's what it is. There is, a, there is the place where Lazarus dies. Do you remember the story where Lazarus dies and Jesus goes to him? And it says that Jesus weeps over him because Jesus loved Lazarus. I hope you recall the story. Jesus goes to walk towards Bethany. Mary and Martha, do you remember Mary and Martha? Lazarus was their brother, and they lived in a town called Bethany. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Jesus likes to visit the, the out-of-the-way places. You know, Bethany wasn't the big city. It wasn't the Newcastle, but guess what? It wasn't the Jerusalem, but guess where he liked to hang out? He liked to hang out with the people who like to welcome him into their homes, into their places. He loves the little places, doesn't he? And let me tell you what happens. He goes to Lazarus. And, and, and this is what happens. Martha meets him before he gets to the tomb. And Martha says something. She says, Lord, if you would have been here in the past, then my brother would have never died. She showed faith. But she just said, if you would have been here, this wouldn't have happened. And it's this, it's this thing where we become like, uh, where we say, if, if, God, if only we'd have lived in the days of Smith Wigglesworth. If only we could have lived in the Welsh Revival. Oh, if only we could have lived in some of those days. But see, I'm telling you now, the great cloud of witnesses is saying, oh, if you only knew the day you lived in. If you only knew that God was going to pour out something and already is pouring out something greater than what our eyes even ever saw. I'm telling you, they're, they're saying that. And Jesus says this to Martha. He says, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. She says, no, no, no. I know. He's, she says, I know in the last days you're going to resurrect everyone. I know that the righteous will be resurrected. I, I'm talking about in the past. He, he says, no, no. See, she referenced the future. So it was the past. Then she goes to the future. Oh, I know in the future you're going to do it. And that is the ditch on the other side. It's this. It's the, oh, well, one day God's going to pour it out. And one day we're just going to. And, and we have to realize this is what he says back to her. He says, you don't get it. I am the resurrection and the life. You're not waiting. He's like, the word of God is not in the past and in just in the future. It's right now. He's the I am. He's not just the I was or the I'm going to be. He's the I am. And right now, I believe the I am wants to say to you 
He wants to say revival's here. And you have to raise up this little baby until its fullness comes forth. And you may be mocked, but let me tell you, the ones who spend time with God will be the ones who have the oil. And the ones who have the oil will be the ones who have the flame. And the ones who have the flame will be the ones who have the light. And the ones who have the light will be the ones that see things that others can't see. And Anna was a prophetess who gave her life to getting oil in the place, the secret place of prayer with God, the secret place of worship with God. And she spent time with him. She was intimately connected with him. And you know what? Her lamp was burning bright because when she saw the baby Jesus, she was the only one who walked up and said, that's the Messiah. How did she know? Because she had a lamp that no one else had. To everyone else in Israel, Jesus was just, this little baby was just, uh, you know, Mary and, and Joseph's baby. What do you mean that's the, that's the Messiah? It's a baby. And she had eyes to see what no one else could see because she was connected. And if you'll have eyes, I'm telling you, you'll see what everyone else would mock. Oh, what are you talking about? You got revival at your church. What are you talking about? It's just emotionalism. It's just that. That's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a devil. You need to call it what it is. When those things come up, you just refute every word that comes against you. I'm telling you right now. God has birthed revival in this place. Lay hold of it. Accept the wine of, of joy and of his love and accept the wine of intercession. He wants to pour out both. He wants to do both. He's so much bigger than. He's going to do something. And I have, I'm just I'm asking you to keep your, your oil in your lamp here. You, if, if all we're doing here, guys, is worshiping when everyone's around, we're missing it. If all we're doing is praying when we have a microphone in front of our face, we're missing it. I'm telling you, God wants us in the secret. He wants this thing lived out individually and corporately. It's so necessary because if you don't, I promise you, when this thing fully breaks, you may be the very ones to crucify it. The very thing that you prayed for, may be the, you may be the ones to crucify it because it doesn't fit inside your box. Because it doesn't fit inside what you thought would happen. I'm just telling you, God said to tell you, revival's here and it's coming. I'm telling you, it's here and it's coming. I want you to lay hold of it. I want you, if you will right now, I, 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 I'm just a messenger. I'm not a professional. I mean, I, I just came, I, I'm bringing it from here. I'm not bringing it from a, this is not an act. I had no idea what was going to happen tonight. I'm not trying to keep you up all night either. I don't know what Alan wants to do, but I feel like I've came to do what I needed to do. Please stand. I want to commission you, and then we'll close for the night. Is that okay? I know you want to say something before. Will's going to talk. Don't you leave. If you leave before Will talks, you're going to miss the double portion, I think. Maybe. That's not the Lord. That's just me. Father, right now, I commission these, God, to light their lamps with the oil of intimacy in the secret place. Release a grace, God, like never before, to go to your presence when no one's around. That secret place of intimacy, God. Light it in Jesus' name, I pray. I speak to the fire of the revivalists that are in this room. I speak to the baby that you have given them to steward, the revival to steward, the bay outpouring. I, I pray, God, right now, you would loose a measure of increase. Like Ezra prayed, loose revival, God. Give us revival, God, for the building of the presence of the Lord in this region and in this nation. I pray for the bay outpouring to come to its fullness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You'll know. You'll know. I hear the Lord say, you'll know. When is it going to break? You'll know. You'll know. You will know. 
when it manifests in fullness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.